Welcome back to the In the Round podcast. You got Matt, Tyler, the Poda Bear, and we have got ourselves a great guest. And looking forward to talking to this guy. We met him last weekend or two weeks ago up in Clarksville. It's our good buddy Brent Michael. Brent, how you doing, brother? What's up, boys? How y'all doing? Dude, it's a uh, it's a Tuesday. We usually record on a Monday, and everybody's kind of recovering from the weekend. But <laughs> Tuesday, I feel like it's kind of the same thing, you know? Like, it's still early in the week. It's well, like I mean, it's, in, in this town it is because, I mean, you, you got to think about the... Uh, the industry itself. There's always something. There's an excuse to, to do something. So yeah. Oh, I, there's whiskey jam on Monday. Yeah, so dude. I, actually, yeah. This, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't. But we didn't end up making it out there last night. We I had to work do, last yeah. night. Neither so. did I. I. I sat down. And I read Harry Potter. You read Harry Potter. What? Yeah. Which one? The third one. Third uh, one. Yeah. The Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh shit. Nice. Yeah. I got. I got a secret side to me that's a little intellectual. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's. Hey, you're reading more books than I've read, and I've read since I've read in years. I don't. I don't even read books. Yeah, no. I think I just have a bookshelf at home. Like it's full of books, but I haven't read a single one. They're all most of them were textbooks from college. <laughs> it's it's I, whenever you bring a girl home, like, wow, yeah, oh, look, yeah, like, yeah. look at this guy. He's got a, yeah, yeah, he's you got know, I, together. I, you're smart, but like I made it through five years of college without reading a textbook. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did major in guitar, so there you go. But I like I, 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 I went to business, like I had marketing and like all that kind of stuff. I still didn't use textbooks. Then there was actually a class. The guy was like. Yo, here's an extra credit project. If you get it, you get like 15 points added to your grade. But if you don't, you get 15 points subtracted from your grade. And he's like, read the book. And I just like kind of skimmed through the night before. And I was like, ah, I think I got it. <laughs> and went in and took the test and made 100 on it and got the 15 points. Jeez. And later he was like, how many of y'all didn't read the book? And I like raised my <laughs> hand. And he's like, you did the best in the class. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Sometimes it works out that way. So, Mr. Brent, you uh, so you live here in Nashville now, but originally, <laughs> Mr. Brent, I love Mr. That. Brent. Why not? You know, you want me to say Mrs. Brent? I mean, it's 2019. Should happen, Captain, Sergeant Major. Yeah. Um, Brent. <laughs> but but so so you're originally from down. You said Louisiana and Texas. So your background yes, a little bit. Yes, sir. You got some Cajun in you. So you know what the term Kunas means? Absolutely. All right, yeah, sweet. So um, yeah, no. So I'm, I was uh, I was born in Louisiana, and then I shortly after I. I uh, was like whenever I was young, I moved to Houston and just basically grew up in the uh, the stereotypical Friday Night Lights type of atmosphere down in Dude. Texas. Yeah. Yes. And so, I mean, like 6A high school football, graduated with like 1,200 in my class almost. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it was, um, it, it kind of it shapes, honestly, if I didn't grow up in that environment um, with the... Uh, with the like the amount of um like I guess com- like competition, I probably would have never pursued music the way that I I have like diving into it because there's just so much like you're you're literally going against hundreds of kids for whatever you're doing whether you're in band or or football baseball it doesn't matter what it is if you're in any extra like, extracurricular activity you got to like compete yeah. with tons of people and so whenever I moved out to Nashville I, I made that decision after I graduated high school. I was like, yeah, but I've done this stuff before. Like, I, yeah. I know what competition's like, and so. What position were you playing on the field? Uh, outside linebacker. Oh shit! So nice. You were you were hitting people, and I was, you I were was popping. Kids. Were you got were you got were you guys a three four or four three? Well, so we um we kind of had like I was almost like a, a Von Miller type of position where I was like a stand up DN linebacker position, okay. uh, edge rusher, and um, but yeah, no, I was it, it was like a, I guess you you can call it like a, like a three four. But um, I was like the nickel defensive end. Yeah, and yeah, so I, was, so I played so defensive end and nose guard. 
Oh, <laughs> well, you don't have no, no shame. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Yeah, nose guard. I was, I was a little bit slimmer but back still, then. But just, still, just the big, just the big oh, build. Yeah. I, as, I was a center in high school. I would not so want to have my, to move you. My senior year of football, we had 19 kids on the team. <laughs> Eighth through 12th grade. <laughs> Dude, we had kids that had to, so we had so many kids on our team. That some kids on the varsity had to wear JV jerseys because we ran out of numbers. So like, <laughs> really? the varsity jerseys went all the way up to ninety nine. Yeah, we had kids that, that couldn't like. There's too many kids, and we didn't have. We in baseball we cut, but in football we didn't. Yeah, yeah. And so those kids that were like the, they were a subpar. Yeah, <laughs> and they um, they had to wear some JV jerseys. You're blue five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn. So you guys must look like an army out there on the sideline because I remember going against oh, schools yeah. like that up in New York. Dude, we had a, like a so our district had like a sixty million dollar complex that they built just for football. Jesus. And the whole district would play there. Wow. Every, and they would just like substitute like times and games. So, yeah. Wow, that that is crazy. So. So coming from Texas, the Texas music scene, obviously yeah. huge in country yeah. music. What factored into your decision to come to Nashville? Because there's a lot of guys and girls that are out in Texas that stay out there and and work that scene. Because you can you can make an honest living and really grow as an artist just yeah. touring around Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana. Well, you know what? Um, I like to consider like I consider myself a very honest artist, uh, yeah. an honest uh, musician, and. Um, so to me, whenever you talk about the the Texas uh, music scene, it's very um, it's 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 a lot more southern than what I was raised in. Okay. So I was I was raised in like suburbia. Yeah. <laughs> like just li- literally uh, this most suburban area of um, Houston that you could think of. Was it the Woodlands? And so it's, it's, we play the Woodlands. Like we like, okay. Yeah. I, so I have a good one of my best friends in college is from the Woodlands. So. Yeah, so so we basically we grew up in like that type of it's just you have yeah. Houston and you have the greater Houston areas. Yeah. And so Woodlands is one of them. Cypress is where I grew up and that's one of them as well. Okay. Saying that, um, down in Houston, it's it's southern, but it's almost like urban southern. Yeah. And so my whenever I grew up, I was listening to a to a lot of southern music, um, whenever it comes to country, but also like hip hop as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like Mike Jones and like yeah. Paul Wall and yeah. you know, like yeah. yeah. You know, like so I'm listening, like I'm I'm I was influenced by that type of music. And um, whenever I started playing the guitar and I started growing up a little bit more and like becoming uh, more of a musician, I was I didn't want to plagiarize what Texas country is because Texas Texas country is a culture. And yeah. where I grew up, it wasn't necessarily a part of that culture. Um, don't get me wrong. I can go play in any venue in Texas and, and be a, a Texas country artist. Do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. But my style fit more of the mainstream Nashville country scene. Okay. And so there are these guys like from like West Texas or, or from Midland, like Midland, for example, yep. like the band, like the, they're from those areas. And that's, I mean, they have like two stoplights in their town. Yeah. You know? I didn't grow up like that. And so yeah. I'm not going to plagiarize. I could have easily done that. I could have easily plagiarized and put on the accent and gone and done the Texas country scene. And that would have yeah. been easier, but I wanted to kind of push the limits and say, you know what? If I think I'm the shit, then I'm going to go and, and go after Nashville. Yeah, and be in an environment where, yeah. where people are doing, because such a, a big part of this town that I've noticed, and I don't do any writing myself. I just yeah. get to hang out with people that, that are badasses and do the music thing for a living and stuff. But co-writing is huge. Yeah. And for you, co- I've heard like co-writing, it's such a big thing of having a vibe with somebody, like having a similar background or having a similar kind of style. And if mm-hmm. your style's more that modern style, like like today's country of what's coming out of Nashville, it's gonna do so it's gonna help you so much being yeah, in that environment. Absolutely. And and you got you, Nashville nowadays is starting to turn into a town. It's almost like the uh 
it's like the prehistoric LA where like now that you got so many people from so many different industries coming in here, whether it's like modeling or like different types of music, you have like EDM music people. Yeah. Out here yeah. Now. Oh yeah. And so for me, I have like my, my best friend, his name is Matt McVaney. He, he produces, um, he, he's produced a lot of big records, but he's a young guy. And, um, we kind of sat down, we knowing that I was ready last year and said, and he knew I was going through like a, a certain time in my life, like a breakup and stuff. Okay. And he's like, let's just write some music. So we did that, but he has that that pop side like to him, and like that um, that more urban southern side. That's why I would consider myself is is urban country. Like I wouldn't say pop country because my stuff is it almost sounds a little more, bit more track. Like yeah. it, it has a little little bit more um, depth to it, like a little bit more. Um, I guess substance is more grounded and it's a little bit more muddy. Okay. It's not as um not as upbeat and poppy and yeah, it's got like that that vibe to it where where the lyrics and stuff it can be it can have like a darker feel to yeah, it. Like exactly, you're getting yeah. in your feelings kind of thing. yeah exactly. And I and I could still I could still obviously make an upbeat song, but I'm very true to myself as an artist. I've been yeah. here for four years and I've been able to kind of figure myself out. And and I know I know who I am now. And it's I would say moving here in nineteen was huge for me because it allowed me to kind of figure myself out you know it was it was more yeah, yeah more I guess. Well, well as a guy that works on broadway and stuff and, and i know how how big it is to be 21 in this what was it like moving here at 19 um well like one of the big things for me was i i was i had a fake okay so i had a fake id and and the one of my best friends in the world he's like him and i still work together we lived together for a while um his name's alan geiger he actually does the artist noise podcast okay. yeah. like he, like yeah, his, yeah. that's like one of his um his side projects, but um, he's like one of the first guys that I met in town, and we lived in the same apartment complex. And he he could tell I was young as hell. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was young as hell, man. He was like twenty six. Yeah, and I was able to come, go out and hang out with him, and um, because I had this fake ID, and I got to meet a lot of people. So I've I've rooted um, friendships out here, and that's the cool thing about right now. I'm twenty four, and. I have these relationships with guys that are now they have families now they're they're adults and they, they've been able to like do big things in this town and yeah. I'm still able to like at least be around them and be around their lifestyle because they're doing big things in this town and it helps me it's like an advantage and so being 19 or yeah under 21 was great but I had to have that fake yeah oh, if dude. I didn't have that fake dude I was I, what, what was I gonna do be in coffee shops like like <laughs> hey what's up man <laughs> yeah no absolutely and. What was your first impression of Nashville coming out here from Houston? Because Houston's a huge city, and you're in the, the outskirts of it, so you grew up going into that You, you know, like, uh, Houston is just so spread out because there's so many different— there's, like, three different skylines over there. So there's really? so many—yeah, there's so many different areas to Houston. Like, there's a Galleria area, there's a Midtown, there's a Heights. Like, it's, there's so many different areas of Houston. Nashville, you just have Nashville, and literally you squeeze it in and make it one condensed area, and it's one big small town. And so you got you got like a pro football team, a pro hockey team, and then you got the music scene itself. It's all right in like a four square mile radius. Yeah, you know? like, and yeah, like yeah. the Houston's not like so for me, I was like, wow, this is all right here. Yeah, like in this one spot. Yeah, like even the way the way that the river is, like East Nashville is not far no. from downtown. Yeah. You can. That's why I love the scooters. R.I.P. to the scooters, by the way. I, love, I know. Still here. How, for how long though? The scooters. I, I freaking uh, love those things. I could get from one end of town to the other for a <laughs> yeah, dollar. Yeah, you could pop by a, a semi. <laughs> Hey, you got to be smart on them. We've had our moments. Coda Bear knows about those moments. We've had our yeah, scooter Coda adventures. Yeah, Bear about his uh, knee over at Nissan Stadium. His knee at Nissan Stadium or the, or the, stair, or the staircases. You get at the smoked. Nissan, 
Yeah, he tried to jump up a staircase. He and tried like, to jump up one? I've yeah, been with yeah. you when you jumped whoa, 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 down he, him. He, he successfully did it twice, but both times he banged his knee on the pole Jesus. of the scooter. And then the last time he's like, dude, I think like I really like hurt myself. Like He was hurting that day. It was his birthday. We were going around drinking and riding scooters. Oh yeah, like we were. Oh, that we was were, earlier in the day. That was before. That was before the wild beaver. Oh yeah, this was whenever y'all were still at work. Oh, this was shit. like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, Christ. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, the sco- having like the scooters and stuff. Like it's the te- like midtown to downtown is so close. And yeah, stuff, well, like and that. that's why it's convenient. Like in a city like again, like Houston, it would feel weird to have those scooters because you're gonna be you're gonna be riding those things for a while. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're not going anywhere soon. So the other day, I actually took a scooter from midtown to my house over on my old house over on Charlotte Pike. You know where I, I, I live over on Charlotte so Pike. So I live like right next to Climb Nashville. Okay, I'm a, I'm like right by the uh the Target and the uh Oh, so the, you're the, you're uh, out there a little bit. You're out in West yeah, Nashville. I'm a little bit out there. Yeah, but still like that was a that was a pretty good thing. I couldn't imagine like you know how you're talking like spread out and all like having to do that so much yeah. cuz Well, and, and it's it's literally it's it's weird because the amount of density they have in each spot of Houston, so like each area, like the Galleria area or like the Heights area, it's so much compact in one spot, and it feels like just two separate cities, but they're so close at the same time. They're within like two miles from each other, like those areas. So they, that's why Houston's so big. Like the the space, it's almost like man, just move that out like another fifteen miles, and that's another city. Yeah, yeah. But it's not because it's, it's they're relatively close. And so they just consider, oh, that's Houston as well. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's 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 weird. Yeah. So now, being from Houston, big Astros fan, huge Astros fan, huge. We'll huge. see it. We'll see you in October, buddy. We'll uh, see yeah, you, we'll yeah. See I know we'll you're a Yankees see, guy, we'll but see, we'll dude, see, we'll see I'm a Braves fan, but. You know, I cheer for you. Yeah, well, you know what? Because we used to play y'all um, in the NL. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and so I, I like the Braves. I support I was the Braves. Big like uh, Biggio Bagwell fan. Hey, the, the Killer Bees. Biggio yeah. Bagwell Berkman. Yeah, yeah. Those oh yeah, yeah, Berkman yeah. The, 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 the Killer Bees. Play like MLB. Like I'd always trade for those three. Yeah, dude, like, they're studs. And you know, um, Biggio's kid is now playing. He's playing left yeah. for uh, Toronto. Yeah, yeah, him and Vlad. Yeah, Guerrero is yeah, playing CC's, third. Which uh, CC just won against him, and he said in his post game press conference that. What's it like facing Vlad Jr.? He's like, well, when I'm playing, um, he played Vlad Sr. Yeah, yeah, he's he played both of them, yeah. like for a long yeah. time in his career. He's like, that means it's time for me because he's this is his yeah. last year's retirement. He's like, you know, it's time for me to <laughs> go hang when, it up. when Vigio and Vlad Jr. are are playing in the MLB. Yeah. You know, when he's and facing those guys. Blue Jays have like a couple other guys that are juniors yeah. that like their dads played. Uh, in MLB, like, See, if careers. I was a GM, I'd be doing the same. Just oh, yeah. Buying yeah. Up oh, yeah. Guys. Like, yeah. yeah. I'd be taking Junior, Jeter Jr., yeah. Rodriguez Jr. Yeah. I mean, the Braves have Acuna Jr. That's that's a great one. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's no. going to be like, dude, the next. he's a stud. Dude, he is a that stud. That whole, the young guys that we have coming up, like, what do you think about Dansby? Dansby's good. Um, he's really turned it around this year, man. Yeah, I was about to say because he, he was kind of rock. He he was he lit on fire whenever he came out. But so he, was, he uh, kinda, like, in the all season, out. he contacted Chipper and was like, "Yo, dude, I gotta like fix my batting stuff." And Chipper's like, "Oh, I can give you stuff, but you gotta work on it yourself. Like, I can't fix you. Like, you gotta mm-hmm. fix yourself." And he spent all off season like really like with Chipper and honing in on, like, a lot of stuff. And he's, like, turning around. He's yeah. actually having a good – I mean, he's batting good, yeah. He's batting second in the lineup right now and doing pretty good. I think he's batting, like, 286. And that's, that's a tough lineup to bat second in. There's a lot yeah. of guys that could hit yeah. number two in that order. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so – I mean, because 
I'm looking. I'm looking at you right now. I'm looking at Matt thinking about the the Strohs and, and Astros rivalry. But, yeah. I mean, not sorry. The Strohs and um and Braves rivalry, and I'm just our Yankees. I keep yeah. saying Braves. Yankees. Well, I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking is, about. Is it, is it weird to still see him in the American League? Yes, absolutely. Because you gotta think. We, I'm. I want to see us play Pujols and the Cardinals. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. not a thing anymore. Yeah, and but thinking about the Yankees now, them being a rival to us because it's a postseason rivalry. I mean, y'all, the year that we won, y'all had us. Like, yeah, I was yeah, at, yeah. I was at, I believe it was game five or game six or game four. I was at one of them, and I was sitting in left field at Yankee Stadium, and it was the one where Chase Headley, who I hit, one of my least favorite Yankees all time. I fucking hate Chase yeah. Headley. He was awful in the field, and he didn't hit for shit, but he had like two big hits that game. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's that. my boy. And Brett Gardner, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> and we were chirping. Who was the guy we were chirping? Marwin. Marwin Gonzalez. Mar- Marwin Gonzalez. We were chirping Dude, Marwin. I like, love Marwin, Marwin. What kind of name is Marwin? We were we were giving him mm. giving him shit out in left field. But that was a good series. I will say the Astros are a very fun team to watch. It's yeah. just your rotation we're, is we're, so fucking tough to go against. We're um the, the good thing about it is that we're very young. Yes. You know, yeah. and and we have that core four. We got Altuve, Correa, Bregman, Springer. Yes. And those, as long as we keep those four, we're always we'll, going to be we'll in contention. Take, take a note on our right. book from 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. We yeah. Have, when, we had, when we had Jeter, Posada, uh, Pettit, Rivera, you could throw Birdie yeah. Williams in there. Yeah, I mean, now with us, and, and you the got Braves, Freeman, yeah. Acuna. Freeman ain't a young guy, though. Freeman's been Freeman's in the league still for, in his 20s. Is he really? Yeah, he's like 26, 27. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm going to look that up because there is no... I, I, Julio I Tehran's 26. When, when were these guys starting for? They were like 16? Like, no. what the hell? No, dude. I feel like Freddie Freeman's been in baseball forever. Yeah, he's only been here. I feel like the name just sounds like it's a baseball name. Him so and like, yeah, yeah, like, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it feels like he's been Hayward came up same year. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. And he, I think he was a little bit younger than Hayward. But yeah, no, he, Freeman, we still got him for a while. And then you got Ozzy and you got uh, Acuna. And then you've got like the other guys, like you've got uh, Riley. Riley coming on strong right now. That dude, he has as many homers right now. I like Acuna, Bro- man. Dude. I like Acuna a lot. I'm I'm, I'm happy he's in the National there's, League. We won't have to yeah, see yeah. him until end there's of October. A, there's a couple guys in the minors. One's uh, Christian Patchy, and he's coming up probably next year. And he's going to be right there at that same level. Yeah, I'm hoping it's the Yankees Braves World Series because I already get enough shit for being a Yankees fan. I get enough shit for being a New Yorker down here. But to see the and at least, at least the you're team- from. And honestly, I'll say this because it's so easy to to be a Red Sox or a Yankees fan yeah. from from out of state, yeah. Or, or, yeah, or like out of area. And at least you're from Jersey area, and, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and so I, I can respect well, that. I, like, I appreciate. I, I can yeah, talk, I I I can talk I, shit to you yeah. like confidently, yeah. knowing that it's gonna hit you in the soul. Oh, <laughs> dude, and it does because the Astros are just such a pain in the ass team. Like I'd much rather face. Well, you got you got things we're, we're going through. Thank going you through for Stanton. a Kygo, by the way. Uh, I know, yeah, we did give you all kinds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, think about how much going to be. Yeah, I know. Dude. Yeah, I thought he was going to go to the Yankees. He's going to have to shave his beard. Yeah, oh, that dude. was going to be a big deal. Yeah. I I think that was that, that might have been like the deal. No, no, no for real. Yeah, he, like, he might be like, uh, "Fuck this! This is my trademark." Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was one of the things. Also, they said the Yankees didn't offer him as much money as the Braves did. Yeah, for no, once in the for I will once say in a million I, I, years. I will say this. I'm not like not. Like, Keiko, if you're listening to this, I'm not talking shit. <laughs> but dude, since his Cy Young year, man, he just hasn't been putting them yeah. up. And like, whenever Verlander came through, I mean, it it, it kind of not. I wouldn't say exposed, but it definitely showed like a class difference. Where, yes. Where yeah. Verlander came in and you go, oh shit. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a he's a once in a generation <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. pitcher, and, and it kind of made that. But Keiko is still an an A. Like he he's an A pitcher. Like he's yeah. a, he's an A plus guy. Like I mean, our ace star. before this. 
I mean, you could argue Fulte is. Fulte's a great pitcher, but he's just been having a bad year. We sent him back to AAA, but, like, it was Julio Tehran. And no offense to Julio, but, like, yo. Yeah. yeah that's well, you know, you know who Keuchel is almost like, I, I feel like, you, and obviously you can relate to this, but I think that it's who Keuchel's trying to be is not trying to be or who he um, resembles is almost like a Maddox where he like his, his yeah. he just has really nasty off-speed late movement. He can move the ball different ways. Um, We've got inside a rookie and outside. right now, uh, Sororka. He actually made all-star team, and he's a lot like Maddox, where, like, I've been watching him Dude, a lot. Greg Maddox. And Holy Greg shit. Maddox in his he prime. That's when, that's when somebody's in the batter's box and watching him come in and warm up, and they're just like, fuck this. What am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this one's going this way. This one's yeah. going that way. How am I going to hit this guy? <laughs> this dude, like, I watched him the other day, and uh, he's just, like, painting the corners like a pro. And, you know, all the – he probably got, like, five or six strikeouts in a row where guys are just, like, looking, and all of a sudden, like, a two-seamer, like, breaks across the plate. Where's he at right now? Stuff. He's in Atlanta. He's pro. Oh, he no, so he's he's playing. Is he coming out of the bullpen? Or is no, he no, he's starting. He's got, like, a 2.6 ERA. Is he a, a rookie this year? Or what is uh, he? he was a rookie last year. He made, like, five oh, okay, or six yeah, starts. Yeah. But he uh, – he uh like had shoulder soreness, so they kind of shut him down for the year yeah. last year. Yeah, you know who's going to be big, and I know because Matt, you know who he is because we he shuts y'all down at the end. But um, oh. I'm telling you, give him give him one more year after this year. But uh, McCullers, yes, dude, I hate that guy, dude. His curveball, he Lance, threw like eight Lance, straight Lance curveballs. McCullers. <laughs> Lance, 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 Lance McCullers, Lance McCullers, yes, he he's a stud. Um, but you know what's yeah, the the one thing that I will that I will like that I will say is um the um what you call it um the something to talk shit on the Braves real quick <laughs> oh, is God. you guys don't there's there's money that you lack and it's in international money. Yankees yeah. are the top target of the Martian right now. The 16 year old I forget exactly what his name is. We, we, we only Wait, no, I heard about him. I'm like a 16 year old six foot six yeah, outfielder or something. Like the <laughs> he's like, he's like the next the Aaron Judge slash Mike Trout. No, yeah, they're saying like Mike <laughs> Trout and the Yankees. It's between like the Yankees, God. the Red Sox, and like the Angels for him. Yeah, unfortunately, the Braves don't have international money because we had a shitty GM that screwed us over hard. Yeah. That's but, the thing. That's the thing. Okay, but we got to keep Acuna. We got to keep Patchy. We got to keep Waters. Like we got to keep all these great prospects. But like there was some that we lost. And honestly, the guys that we lost, uh, a lot of them went to the Angels, and they aren't doing shit. So I was oh, like, Angels. Well, yeah. you know that that's what I love about the Astros is that we're we're homegrown. Yeah. Like the, our our we have Correa, Altuve, Bregman, all those Springer, years all those of guys sucking. All those years of sucking the draft picks. You want to talk about like a turnaround? Oh, yeah. They need to make a documentary about that. Yeah. Because like we literally like home grew all these guys. Yeah. And they want to stay here because they've been here so long. Yep. And we don't have any we really don't have any you prima donna legacy. Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones is the to, absolute guy. But what he's done to Freddie Freeman, because Freddie's like, I don't care how much I get paid. I want to play for the Braves. And now he's teaching that to the guys like Acuna and Odyssey that's like just signed these bonuses for, honestly, for what they're worth, stupid cheap. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like... I, I think was Ozzie like, was, like, was like that too. Yeah, Jeter I think Ozzie like cut. five years, like thirty million. Like that's stupid cheap for the production that he puts yeah. up. 
And I think Acuna was like six years, a hundred million. Like for the stuff that they're doing to do, like in that time, like that's stupid cheap for them. Yeah. But it's like that legacy of like Chipper's like, I'm going to be a career guy here. Now Freddie's like, I'm going to be a career guy. And he's kind of like even teaching that. So like just the legacy. Chipper, of, man. Yeah. Dude. Well, I mean, it's, it's almost like the legacy of like the shortstop position at, yeah. in, in, in New York. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that right I will, now, I will it's, say, right now it's, a little, it's, it's good, but it's dude, a little no, cluster. I, no, I will say this though. Whenever it comes to, I I felt so bad for Didi whenever he came in and played shortstop after Jeter. I'm like, dude, that like you can't do that. That first year was rough. He, yes, but he has been able to. Oh, he's been awesome. Like, dude, he has completely shown the out. Yankees and, have too many infielders they know what to do with. Yeah, you can't. You can't. I, play that's how we the are with Like that's the, I respect the shit out of Didi Gregorius because that's I'm, a tough job. That, he that, came in and dude, yeah. right? He replaced Jeter. It's like you can't replace Jeter, but now like people love the legacy of Jeter and they will always love Jeter, but they now allow Didi to be the shortstop. Yeah. Like he is the guy now. And Glaber Torres can play a good like, shortstop too. I'm, I know you were talking about this earlier. I'm a big Alabama fan. Yeah, I'm a big LSU guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an ACC guy, so I stay neutral. I'm yeah, a Virginia yeah. Tech guy, so both yeah, you guys. Hey, Mike Vicks is stud. Let's yeah, go into yeah. football. How about? Are you a Falcons fan? Yep. Oh, I'm a big Saints dude. Oh, dude, here we go. Let's go. I love this. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, whoever walks in after Saban, dude, I'm sorry. It's not. It, well, it's, it's not Saban. It's it, dude. There would never be you another know who Saban. It's probably gonna be though. It's probably gonna be Dabo. I don't think so, man. Dude, Dabo I, I think Clemson? Dabo has almost like I think he almost has like a um loyalty to not like joining the powerhouse. Where he wants to create a program from his like from the ground up, how he did with Clemson. Clemson, like he literally yeah. brought them back. He revived that that yeah. program. But but I don't think he of, would do that. A lot of the rumors I've been hearing is like he's like the clear favorite to I could see um like uh what's his name? I could see like Urban Meyer maybe trying no, to get him in there. No, it would be somebody from the Saban tree. I yeah, think. yeah. If anything, we go out and uh, get Kirby Smart again. Like, <laughs> buy, just buy Kirby <laughs> this, this, Smart bring him back. Like, all right, dude. Like, you're out of timeout. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry, Bulldogs. Listen, fans. sorry, we're, we're taking it to Georgia. Yeah, yeah man. Deal with those fans. Dude, honestly, we we would have had at least a few games on y'all if we didn't have Les Miles, and I love Les Miles. I do, but Les dude. Miles' time management, like, dude, he is the. Oh, yeah. He's like Andy uh, Reid. Like Andy Reid was yeah. in Philly with timeouts yeah. and stuff. And, 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 I, and he was the Mad Hatter, and he won y'all some games from just doing stupid <laughs> yes, stuff. Yes, yes, he did. A lot, a lot of stupid trick plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. like, like, he won y'all some of those games. But you think but about like, the guys that we've had come through LSU, oh, like dude. Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, Ed Reed. Oh, yeah, it's DBU. Uh, yeah. Or Jarvis Landry receivers. Yep. Odell oh, Beckham. Even your running backs. Yeah. Oh, L- Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Fournette yeah, no. Um, who's, who's the uh, – you got Leonard Fournette. You got um, – oh, shit, what's his name? Either way, you know what I'm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We, won't, we won't talk about quarterbacks today. Yeah. You got the biggest. Oh, yeah, that, we don't have any. That's the only. That, <laughs> we've been like, yo, who's the one guy? Oh, dude, he's a big guy, and he just always looked like he was stoned out of his mind. Wait, what position? Quarterback. Was it Jamarcus Russell? Was no, it? no, no, no. Um, he went on to play. Why, was he white or black? White. Matt um, Flynn. No, it wasn't no, Flynn. No, so, it we was had, we, Flynn. so we had Flynn. We had Mettenberger. 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 Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, he played actually, here. Yeah, he, yeah, played, he played, played in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Mettenberger yeah. always Dude, Mettenberger like is a shit, dude. <laughs> Mettenberger was a frat boy. Like, he I just see his he face. Just, <laughs> he just sounds, he sounds like an LSU quarterback. Yeah, oh, no. look at that there, Zach Mettenberger. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Ozeron now. Like, yeah. Oh, Coach Ozeron. I love Coach O. He is the player's champion. Oh, yeah. The guys love him, and they absolutely love him. He's... 
he's just one of those guys that you just want to play for because yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's fired up. He's born his dream job his entire career was to be LSU's head coach, and he yeah. gets it. And he's just eating it up. Yeah, he ain't, dude. He ain't and like, even. good luck understanding a post game interview. <laughs> oh, like, dude, oh, you don't as a guy, no, he's literally the guy from the Water Boy, yeah, like the, the assistant coach. Yeah. It's like former friend. Yeah, former friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, uh, talking about that, like. Growing up in Louisiana and all, do you know any like the Creole stuff down there? One hundred percent, dude. Oh yeah, dude. So like, I'm going, um, I'm going home not the fourth but the fifth. So I'll be here for the fourth. I have no idea what I'm doing, but um, but I gotta wake up early on the fifth. But oh. all my aunts are coming down to Texas. Aunts and uncles are coming down to Texas from Louisiana. So like <laughs> I said, just my intermediate family moved to um to Houston when I was younger. Yeah. So they're coming here this this Fourth of July, and um, I got an aunt. Her name's Aunt Shell. She's gonna be making all of her stuff. Her, her literally. It's, it's, I can if I can name which her gumbo, her jambalaya, her crawfish etouffee, her crawfish uh, fettuccine, like all, all of it. Her, there's, her, a th- there's a thing yeah. rising up in Taylor's uh, oh, no, 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 lower no, no, section no. hearing yeah. about it's, all this. I mean, my last time I was home, last time I was home in April, I, I uh, we made it, I had a big crawfish bowl. Me and my brother made a bunch of crawfish for our family. Yeah. It's just part of like the uh, the culture. So yeah, I, I, can, yeah. I can always do that, but it's just not. Um, it's not readily available to make here, like Dude, the, the ingredients, you know? We'll, we'll get together. I'll make a mean jambalaya. Dude, let's, let, let's go down. Oh, well, we can do jambalaya here, but I'm yeah, saying let's yeah. go back home. Oh, yeah. Let's, it's either South Alabama or, like or a Boudreaux, back, back, yeah. a Boudreaux and, and, Or back down to Houston. Y'all are more than welcome. Oh, My yeah, parents dude. love it, dude. Let's make some crawfish or let, let's Hell make yeah. some fettuccine, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, man. But yeah, I absolutely am exposed to that. Did, side I, hear, of- did I hear fettuccine? Yeah. That's what I'm used to in New York. So what do you put? Uh, it's not fetish? the. It's, it's, it's not the same. It's it's a it's a lot more um it's a lot more cheesy yellow cheesier okay. and um it's a it's a lot of crawfish in it. Okay. And I still uh, have yet to have crawfish. Yeah. I've been oh. living in Dixie for seven months, oh. eight months. I don't have crawfish. Never had crawfish. Oh yeah, you're so north. Like right? yeah. 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 they don't they don't know what those are. From like New York. Yeah, yeah, I am you're the damn so Yankee north. that y'all have heard about your yeah. whole lives. Now I'm here. Like dude, like there's like a little creek like next to my house and like there's even crawfish in that like they're so readily available from where we're at like just, yeah like, exactly that out and just grab them do you know it's weird no i i can't like whenever you say that that you're like the damn yankee from the north i'm thinking about this where it's like dude we're hanging out in the in this living room right now just chilling having a good time you're my boy i yeah. saw you last week like we're we're dudes yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah dude if it was like 1861 We'd be shooting at each dude, other. Yeah, no, I say that. Isn't that so weird? Right like, now, I live in Spring Hill. I drive by. I think it's three historic battlefields, six or seven historic plantations, and the every huge, goddamn uh, day. the huge statue up here on sixty-five. Yeah, that's so weird. In Bedford. Yeah, and then there's Nathan Bedford. That's Morris, so and weird. I'm not. And I'm not used to any uh, any of that stuff. Yeah, so. it's, it's almost like we we lost, so we held on to that shit. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, no. And there's the um the rep, the uh, and then back home, I'm, it's weird because. Down here, there's all that stuff, but where I'm from, back home, that's all Revolutionary War. Yeah, so I yeah, have like well, George, exactly. I have yeah, George Washington camps, like right next to my high school, like where yeah. he supposedly camped in like Revolutionary really War cool. hospitals. I uh, I got to spend a lot of time in Connecticut. Um, I got sent up there for some stuff, and the house we were staying in was pre-Civil War. The house there's two girls in our band. They were staying in a house that's pre-Revolutionary War, and the field like in front of the house was where the Minutemen that fired the first shots at the Battle Concord, yeah. trained at. And, like, it was really cool because, like, there was nights, like, you'd hear, like, guys out there or you'd hear, like, cannon fire or something. 
And there was one like night that I remember I was sitting on the couch watching Friday Night Lights, actually. <laughs> there we go. Um, trying to like soak in some Southern. Yeah. And uh, like it was snowing and I look out and like you can kind of see like the outline of like men like in the field. Like it was really cool. R- really? Like, like that area like was so soaked with history. That's, that's, that's so real. S- historic. Oh, yeah. And it was haunted for sure, man. Oh, like, yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> I, got friend, I got friends that went to Gettysburg College and their dorm rooms That's were haunted. Think, dude, thousands some, of people died. Dude, man. and there's buildings that they still use that were at the time they were old hospitals yeah. during the war. Yeah. Like, and and that's part of what people go there to be to that history. I'm like, fuck that. Like, my one friend, she was there um, going to school and she literally sent me a video and it was like of a desk moving. Like just hell random, no, random. Man. No, I'm no. like, get me the hell out of there. Yeah, no, uh, that's not for me, man. No, it was, it was even cool, being though. from Louisiana, because I feel like Louisiana, you guys have real like uh, especially bi- New Orleans. bayou voodoo. There's, there's, there's a lot, of, but that's the thing. It's more part of the culture. It is, um, it, it's like I'm okay with like um spiritual stuff whenever yeah. it comes to anything like um like ghost activity. I'm cool with that, but I've never seen anything happen. Yeah, and so until I see that, I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical. But yeah, the culture itself is very, um, yeah, it's it's um, like the the voodoo culture is almost like a stereotype, but it is a darker culture. It's a, it's a grungier culture, yeah. And but it is is very bright as well. It's just like the kind of like a mixture of both, yeah. But yes, whenever it comes, to, if I saw a desk move, hell get, get no, the hell out of there. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if you can move that, then you can move me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, no. dude. It, 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 there is. All right, all right, all right. Oh, you got a story? Right. No, I want. I want. I want to hear. I want to hear about what y'all think about Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I mean, I think yeah, he's coming from a Falcons fan. Coming from a Falcons fan. He's gonna have a great. He's gonna have a long explanation. So I'm gonna be really no, quick. No, 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 no. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation. Our most underrated player I, to ever play. I, That's I, what I was about to I, say. I wish he had more guys around him for longer in his career. What he does year in year out, and the beating that he takes here. Like at New Orleans, because he hasn't always had the greatest of lines. Like I've seen him get pummeled. He is one to me. He's up there with like Brett Favre as far as like grit. He, I agree. He, Very similar to Brett Favre too, and his yeah. build and his style. He's just a gunslinger. You know, somebody that was from day one counted out because of his size, and he has he has made up for it. Um, what he's done for the town of New Orleans with winning that championship after Katrina. Absolutely, dude. Do y'all know the story about that? So he he tears his shoulder in. Uh, so the year that that they drafted Philip Rivers, uh, Breeze was in his third year, and he was. Um, I mean, he was killing it. He was killing. It. He was a Pro Bowler and everything. Yeah. yeah. And they drafted Philip Rivers in his third year, and it's didn't they like, almost go to the Super Bowl with Breeze because they had Tomlinson. Um, they, they had Tomlinson. They, they went to like the um the, the it was like I think it was the, probably the AFC Championship. Yeah, they yeah. Just, they got yeah. really close. It, 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 it might have been the game before that, yeah, and they kept getting knocked down by Peyton Manning in his prime in Indianapolis, and Tom Brady in his prime. Yeah, in so, New yeah. England. yeah. So, so either way, um, so he was doing really well, yeah. and this is before the the era of like now we accept like Russell Wilson comes in and, and like really like solidifies that a, a smaller quarterback can play. Yeah. Well. He comes in, um, Philip Rivers comes in um, and gets drafted by the, the Chargers. And Drew Brees looked at it as, there's a whole documentary that Drew Brees talking about that came out last year. But he's like, I looked at it as competition. It's going to make me better. He's like, I know I'm going to win the job. And he did win the job. And he played in the very last game of the season. He completely destroyed his labrum, like, rotator cuff. Everything. It, the, his, his surgeon said it looked like a grenade blew up in his arm. And it was the last game of the season. And there's like, a, there's like that... Um, 
picture of him or that video of him walking up with his his elbow up to his chest and he he said that he wasn't holding it like that because it hurt if he was holding it like that because he was stuck like that well after after that the Chargers let him go they didn't resign him off of his rookie contract he ends up being a free agent gets his shoulder done um completely reconstructed and his doctor said like I could have done this a hundred times and I would never done it this well well long story short the only two teams won him the Dolphins and the Saints and you gotta think at that time Katrina just hit it's mayhem. The Superdome's not even refinished. Like the panels on the roof are torn yeah. off. And then you got to think South Beach and Miami. Like, where am I going to go? With that at that time, it was Saban. Yeah. With that legacy. With that time, of it was Saban. At yeah. that time. And was, with the legacy of like, having, like quarterbacks. Dan Marino. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and, and even like the Super Bowls themselves. And well, so basically, Sean Payton was hired the, that year in 2006, our head coach in New Orleans. And Drew Brees flew down with his wife to go see the the city basically kind of go check out the complex and everything and they went to go drive to see like neighborhoods and houses like potentially for them to live in and sean payton said he took a wrong turn and went down to like the third ward area where it was just devastation yeah. everywhere and sean payton was like driving like they got lost he said for like an hour he goes because he was new yeah he goes uh he's like shit he's like i literally just lost this like i lost this guy but like he didn't know, little did he know, whenever Drew and his wife got back to the hotel, as the story goes, um, and it's on the documentary, you can watch it, but Drew and his wife were like, this is the city that we need to go to. Like They need us just like we need them. Like Nobody believes in us, and nobody believes in the city. And that first year that he went, he signed. That first year that he went, they went to the AFC, or NFC Championship, and they lost the Bears, but then two years later, they would go to the Super Bowl, and they win. And I'm telling you, there will be a statue. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy is saint. He he's a he is like the the epitome of a saint. Like yeah. he to this city. And so you go down there. This guy can't do any wrong. He he builds like like playgrounds and schools, and and he has like so many foundations that he's like put forth towards community. Where this guy is solidified forever. Like he will be a saint. Yeah. There's no doubt. And so I like personally like am so passionate about him. Not only that, you got to think the guy. Is so underrated. He has the highest completion percentage ever on career-wise, yep. highest completion percentage ever whenever it comes to a single season, most passing yards of all time. 5,000 yards has been thrown for 10 times ever in the NFL. Five of those times has, has been Drew Brees. Yeah. yeah. So it's been like Mahomes, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, and I think maybe Dan Marino. And then it's Brees. Oh, Ryan got there one uh, Matt, year. Maybe, yeah, maybe one of those years. But then it's Brees, 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 Brees. league. One year, yeah. Matt Ryan led a league. It might have been like, might have been like forty eight hundred or something. I thought he got to five. He's going to end with the most touchdowns. You got to think oh, yeah, he yeah. will outplay Brady. I'm sorry, he yeah, will. Oh, he, yeah. Like he will. Yeah. Like he just. How How old is Brees right now? He He turned forty last year, and so Brady. But I know, like I'm, I act like I know the guy. <laughs> like, hey, that, that, that's my dream is to play catch. I want to get a record deal and have a huge song on the radio so I can say, "Hey Drew, can I go play catch with you in this facility?" <laughs> <That'd be> awesome. <laughs> that's my do dream. The, do the uh, Wrangler commercial like uh, farm. <laughs> like farm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be the guy laying go out in the long, mud. Brent, go him, long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I love I love sports, man. I love football. Yeah, I love baseball. And you know, even being a Falcons fan, like dude, I can respect the Falcons. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, dude, Drew Brees is like one of those guys. Like, you, just, you know, as much as you might not like this, as much as mine like my, the might not like the Saints. Like, 
Drew Brees has always been one of those guys. He's a standout yeah. guy. Well, yeah, you gotta think, think think about like his like the tenacity of the game. The first time we played last year, when he did that spin move on the uh, <laughs> he was suppo- he should have gotten clocked. <laughs> like, yeah, he yeah, yeah. And then he dove in, and then we um we went for the, like uh, the extra point and got it. But I, I don't know. It's just the guy himself. Whenever it comes to athletes, he's the he's like the uh, Lou Gehrig of. Of just our sports goes. generation, yeah, where, yeah, where it's yeah. like this is the guy, like yeah. he's just such a good dude as well. Yep, yeah, no, and he reminds me of of growing up as a Yankees fan, Derek Jeter. Yeah, 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 Derek yeah, Jeter yeah, and yeah. Jeter has his foundations and stuff. I think Breeze is definitely more of a vocal guy, which is cool because then you really yeah. get behind. It. How many more years do you think he's got left? If I had to take, a guess, I know it's, I know it's a tough. Re- question. No, realistically, if, if I was going to be honest, I would say three. I okay. think he's got three. I think two. You're hoping to, because you, you don't no, have no, to face no, 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 no. anymore. Well, like, I, I think he'll. I think. Well, I think the contract. What will end up happening? I think because he signed a two-year, fifty million-dollar year uh, deal two years ago. So like this is his last year. Yeah. I think he'll re-sign that same type of contract and do another two-year deal. Yeah. So I think he'll go through like 2021. Yeah. And then probably if he wins a Super Bowl, could you guys think? Think about it like this, man. That Minneapolis miracle happened where we could have easily gone to the Super Bowl and won whenever, like, the last play of the yeah. game they won. And then the pass interference call happened last right. year with the Rams. So that, that could have been two Super Bowls that he could have had. Let's just, like, split it in half and say, because I do think he would have beaten Brady last year. Yo, I do too. Let's split it in half and say, all right, he, he takes one of those wins. That's another Super Bowl for his legacy. Then he holds all the records. I think he just needs one more ring. So you give him another two years and you got – Kamara and Thomas at his disposal. Like, yeah, he has how much right fun is Kamara to watch? He's dude. He's a stud. Like how? Like how? How do people make moves like that? It's just insane. He's a stud, man. And you, you also don't realize how big the guy is. The guy's big. Yeah, he's like yeah. two. He's like two hundred twenty-five pounds. He can still run you over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's what Mark Ingram could have been for y'all. Yeah, well, now I exactly. I think Mark Ingram was almost like he was the disposable back without even realizing it he was and but he was exceeding his role mark ingram was because whenever camara came in he just lit it on fire and he didn't we didn't really know what to do with camara because mark ingram's the guy yeah but then um camara became like the premier guy where you're putting him in slot and you're, and you're moving him around a lot and then he's also he's also can get a lot of yards on the ground game itself behind the behind the um backfield and then ingram came in on third downs and just kind of doing better than he should have so it's almost like, what do we do with this situation? They're yeah. both good. Kamara is definitely the guy. Yeah. But what do we do with Ingram? And so that we obviously we had to trade him away because his value is higher than what we were giving him. Yeah. So now he'll be with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's Baltimore. gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see how how that will that be interesting. Out. Yeah. So now I'm go a, back. Yeah. So now what what do you got? I was gonna say I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting this year. The games with uh, our wide receiver core. Dude, y'all, oh my, what's his name is a, Ridley, Calvin Ridley is a stud. Dude, did you see the guy we picked up, like, I think it was like third or fourth round in the raft? No. Ah, oh, dude. He, he runs like a 4-4. Four, four. Okay. And is just like 6-2. So just another yeah. like Ridley, like Jones well, it's, type. It's, that, that's what's messed up is that like, <laughs> dude, if Matt Ryan cannot win a Super Bowl with those, with, oh, then he's, with, he's with Calvin cursed. Ridley, and, and then Julio, dude, Julio Jones is the most physical freak specimen in the NFL right Here's now. Here's the thing. Last year, what screwed us so hard, A, man, when we lost our offensive coordinator and this new guy came in, he screwed us. Like, our offense has not been what it was when we got to the Super Bowl, and it's the new OC, and we got rid of him finally, and we got a new guy in, and this new guy, I hope, is 
going to do great things. But uh thing that screwed us last year is all four of our starting secondary were injured by the end of the year. Our two safeties, two tar- uh, starting safeties were gone in the first two games of the year. That's true. Because I remember whenever we played y'all the first game of the season yeah. or the second game. Yeah. It was one it was one of those two where it was y'all were completely depleted. Yeah. It was yeah. like that was the thing. Like we were we were signing unsigned rookies to start for us. Yeah, that's crazy. Like <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna win many games no. in the NFC, especially the NFC South when you're yeah. going against the quarterbacks that you're going against. At least we can agree on one thing. The Panthers are the worst. Fuck the Panthers. Fuck I can curse on this, right? Yeah. 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 You can, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> it's making sure. Fuck Cam. Yeah. Scam Newton. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Well, you're an Alabama fan, so you yeah. have extra well, hate I'm an LSU fan, so you well, got to think, like, he had his breakout game against LSU, and yeah. there's like he was, like, running over Patrick Peterson and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. But um, I got to see him play that year in Auburn. Uh, our football coach. What guys. was it like? It's like a kid playing in like a ninth grader playing in seventh no. grade. <laughs> they played Ryan Mallett in Arkansas. Oh, okay. so I got to I, see yeah, Ryan, Ryan Mallett. Mallett. In he had some good years. And Arkansas. had they yeah, not hit a cannon, yeah. dude? They the, uh, Arkansas was down like I think like three touchdowns and came back and got ahead by two. And then uh, they targeted Ryan Mallett before targeting was a thing. And knocked him out of the game, gave him a concussion, and the backup just couldn't keep it. Like, the backup couldn't move the ball. Dude, you're playing against Cam Newton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the backup couldn't move the ball down the field, and they kept giving it over to Auburn. Their defense got depleted, and Auburn came back and won, like, on the last second thing. But, no, like, that was a great game. And that was one of the best Auburn teams of all time when you got guys like Nick Fairley lining up at D-line. That's and true. You got, that's like, very just true. Ridiculous, yeah, ridiculous. That's very true. Also stuff. one of the dirtiest teams ever. Yeah, yeah. With Fairly and Scam and like some of the other guys on there, like yeah. they were dirty. Yeah. No, you, no, you're absolutely. <laughs> yeah. what, what is going to an SEC football game like? Because I haven't done oh, that yet. Oh man, dude, and LSU is like a different oh, atmosphere because oh, they yeah, only do night. Games. I remember watching, yeah. um, watching you guys uh, play. I, I grew up a big Virginia Tech fan, so I think it was Tyrod Taylor's one of his first games. It was when him and Sean Glennon were. Splitting this is like like 2008. Eight or something. Yeah, like that. I'm, I'm, I'm like yeah. 13 watching this. Shit. I yeah. loved Virginia Tech back then. I still do, but I remember being all excited because Tech was having a there was there was all these expectations. But it's like, oh, can they win at LSU? And I'm like, oh shit! Well, I've never seen them play a game at LSU. And you guys beat us like yeah. It's um so basically, I, an LSU game is like in my home. My both my parents, all my siblings, they all went to LSU. Um, it's one of those things that it's it's a it's a an experience. Just be in the atmosphere itself. It's, I want to go. Down How, Death Valley. Yeah, I want to yeah, go. Go, going down, down to Death Valley, and yeah. it especially, man, it doesn't get bigger than whenever Alabama comes in town. No, but but you will see, you will see something like literally, like you're walking up and down, and the tailgates are crazy. Like, and they're also very friendly. So I mean, like, there's one time that me and my um, me and my stepdad, we went to an LSU game on a Saturday and a Saints game on a Sunday, and on the Saturday we're walking up and down. We didn't have a tailgate to go to. And we're like walking into tailgates and just picking up beers from people and, and like drinking them while we're walking and dropping that beer and then going to the next tailgate and picking up a beer. And they're always like, oh, yeah, I have like whatever you want. But then you'll see people like girls 
like passed out on like the sidewalk, like yeah. literally like like by the bushes because they're just completely hammered. Like yeah. college kids. Because that's yeah. all night games. That's a lot yes. of day drinking. And, so, and, and they and start that's on and, purpose. Yeah, and you start at like ten a.m. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah. on purpose, so, dude. It's, you get to the game and you're literally just trying to sober up, and they, they don't allow you to bring anything inside the stadium. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like they know that everybody's just like on like this constant like. All right, like let's last this game out, and you're. That's why it's so rowdy in the stadium because, yeah. like you said, it's only night games. Yeah, but it's it, yeah. Oh, man. Get all the occasion people and the, drunk yeah, and let yeah. them have fun. Oh yeah, yeah. and then and then what and was they, the then the band was playing some playing. A oh, song, they they right? they they, they say they go no, they say they yeah, go, they called it neck. That yeah. tiger. Yeah, yeah and Barstool did a song. Barstool made yeah. a shirt that said "Let the band play neck" with like Coach O's face. Yeah, on. yeah. They asked they asked Coach O about oh, it. No, Coach they, like, they still play, but the whole crowd it's like it. They literally go. They go. Oh, they go suck that tiger yeah, dick. They're bitch. wild, yeah. yeah like, and the whole stadium's doing that. Yeah, and you can hear it on like national TV. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's why it was such a controversy because then all the all the boosters and all the all the alumni that are like the, those older alumni from like the sixties, they're hearing that, being like, "This ain't the college I went to. This <laughs> well, is the, the university with, uh, I went to." With Alabama, they do uh, Dixieland Live. Oh yeah, yeah. And like the last three, like in the breaks, they have things, and the last three is. Fuck Auburn, uh, and LSU, no. and Tennessee too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. I hear, I hear it working on Broadway. People yeah, yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and, but like, I think it was Tennessee we played one year, and instead of like doing like the different ones in between everything, they were just like fuck Tennessee. Fuck Tennessee. Fuck Tennessee. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait for Tennessee to be good one day just to beat you guys because I want to be living in Tennessee. It's going to be a happens. long, long time. It's going to happen at some point. Are either y'all going home for fourth? No. I got a, I, I actually am. I got a wedding this weekend up in New Jersey. I got to drive 13 Uh-oh. hours. I'm leaving the fifth like you are. Uh, to go back home? No. Well, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, because I, I went, I'm when, when I said the fourth, I meant like, oh, you're on the road. I'm on the road with a group and we're playing Montgomery, the fifth, and then Orange Beach, which is an hour from where I grew up okay, on the yeah. sixth. So like. It's so kinda, you'll see your fam. Yeah. we're My mom's coming to the Montgomery show. So. Oh, there we go. Yeah. 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 I finally well, get to go home. On the fifth, I get to see my family. Awesome, yeah. 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 I get I get to see this girl too. You get to see this girl, yeah, man. There's this girl, man. There's this girl, is there a song there's about this girl? girl yet? Yeah, dude. This is like you, you must. Yeah. Be- hey, you better believe that y'all are my boys. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm saying, yeah, this. dude. And we're, and we're on the podcast right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, you know, there's this girl that I've been talking to. Um, she's from back home. She's just like, she's somebody that you know. I mean, whenever you whenever you grow up and you're talking to people, you get to talk to them for like second face to face and you're you're kind of not like you're not really getting to know each other yeah you know it takes a while for you to really get to know each other yeah develop a relationship yeah, connection yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this but this has been some like notebook shit <laughs> like, oh no way we're, okay. we've been we we've known of each other for a long time she's from back home and i've gotten to talk to her a lot and i'm like i've never met anybody that's like had i've had a connection like this you know and so we've been talking on the phone for like hours at a time like oh it's one of those and, I yes feel, yeah. yes and one so, of those no you hang up first no you hang up first things <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> and all, you look it's like oh shit it's um, 4 a.m yes, well one almost, of us has to almost yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost and so it's, it's kind of cool because i'm getting to go home i'm gonna get to see my family but i'm gonna get to see this girl too and she's she's so sweet she's like just really sweet um 
And I'm looking forward to that. So I was wondering if y'all are going home, seeing what y'all. Yeah, are I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at a Irish Catholic wedding in New Jersey. The, <laughs> Kel- the McLeans are marrying into the Kelly family. <laughs> the so McLeans, that's, the McLeans, so the McLeans. Yeah. Oh, dude, they are they they are. But shout out to my friends Brian and Corinne. They used to let me crash on their couch for like days and weeks at that's a time amazing. when I was working down in Jersey, living in New York. But um, but so real quick, getting back to the music stuff. Let's go, because um. Well, yeah, you, we went. We yeah. went a little bit no, on the. No, 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 you, you think this is a sports podcast, dude? dude this, whole, this this whole thing's just about hanging with badass people that yeah, happen to write songs it, yeah. for a living, and you're one of those guys. So we greatly appreciate <laughs> absolutely coming on and stuff. So co-writing for you in Nashville, what was that experience like coming from Texas? Um, so like whenever I moved here, I was only writing by myself. Okay. Um, and I think that that is something like um that is huge whenever it comes to any songwriter or artist themselves like you got to be able to write by yourself um whether it's just writing shitty songs or writing great songs you just got to be able to understand the concept of like a song itself saying that i got to know my personality like as an artist and whenever i first got into song rights i was I don't know. I mean, like you, it was kind of, it kind of felt forced because I felt like I needed to write songs with other people because that was like what you were told. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure myself out and I was writing with people and I was writing songs that I liked, but they were, they weren't like what I thought they should be. And then, but through the process of just growing up in this town, you meet people that you feel comfortable with. And that's, that's what I 110% think is, um, is like the special sauce into the whole of whatever this is being a Nashville artist or a songwriter is being comfortable with who you write with. And I think that a lot of people get thrown into rights with people that they don't know or people that they've, that they have nothing really in common with. But I truly believe that you need to have a core group of people that you feel that is not necessarily your team, but that you are all part of the same movement. Yeah. So who for you, who for you, who are some of those? Um, some of my, those my best, one of my best friends, his name is Matt McVaney. Okay. He, uh, so he, he wrote like, you still love you sober by Kane. No like, shit. Like, he's wrote like a lot. Of, he's just one of my best friends. And, yeah. and we've, um, and I, I'm not the type of guy to name drop. No, I'm like, just asking like, the, to buy, like, yeah, but he, that you vibe with, you know? yeah. So, but he's my boy and we both went through breakups at the same time. Um, like a, a little bit over a year ago and we spent all summer together and we just wrote for my project and, we got a lot of great stuff coming from it. And it was a lot of it had to do with us literally just getting drunk, drinking some whiskey, sitting in the studio and just getting in our feelings. Cause we're both feeling feelings yeah, and just writing songs. And he's a great, ridiculously good writer, great singer, great producer. And, um, that allowed me to realize kind of a little bit more of my, like being a little bit more vulnerable. Yes. And then after that, I realized that I need to only write with people that I'm comfortable with. Like whenever it comes to just people in general, people that I know I can shoot the shit with. Yeah, you know. So if 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 either y'all play the guitar and wrote, I'd be like, fuck yeah, uh, like that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Boudreaux like, over yeah. there, he can do that. Boudreaux, if you want to fucking play and you want to write, I'm 110 percent oh, yeah. down. Because like I want to be able to be comfortable with you. Yeah, you have to. I be. don't want to see you on social media and we set up a ride or like my management set up a ride with you and then come into the room and then be like, so like, how are you feeling today? Knowing that I'm the artist. It yeah. just feels weird. Like I'm feeling all right. It's I guess per- like- it's, it's almost like it seems like a personal experience. Like we've like we we'll just be hanging out, and we got a lot of buddies that are writers here in town, and we'll be playing Xbox and dicking around or whatever, and then all of a sudden the guitars will come out and the writers start happening. Exactly. But like yeah. it just needs to be like that organic. That it needs, yeah, yeah it exactly. Needs to, be organic. It needs to feel natural and be organic. It, you, anytime you force something, it's not going to be the way you want. Yeah, it to I hate. Be. Uh, I hate whenever you get in a room with somebody and just like right off the bat, they're just like, "All right, so what's the song about?" And you're like, dude, like, 
Yeah. I, I'm still waiting for the Red Bull to kick in. Like, <laughs> I woke up 30 minutes ago. Like, yeah, and you'll see a lot of songwriters there. They're predominantly songwriters. They, um, they're just, they like literally are prying at you and they don't know you, but they're like wanting, like, what can I get from you? Cause they know that it needs to be organic. So they, yeah. need, they, and that's the thing. You could write the most commercial song of the world, but it, it it needs to start somewhere. Yes. You know, it, it does need to start somewhere. It, it could be as like flatlined and like not particular at all, but it needs to have some substance and some foundation. And so these songwriters, a lot of the times will be like, so like, what's going on? Like, how, how's life? And there, it's almost like, are you my therapist or are you my like, co-write? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's more on that line. Now, something that we, we tend to do every episode, we ask people, what do you listen to on like, your, on, like, your streaming apps? What are some people that you've been jabbing to lately? I listen to... All, a, all styles of music, because you were saying you Yeah, man, I, I listen to everything, and, and I, I, uh, I pride myself in that. I listen to everything. So whether it's, um, like, 90s country, I, I love Drake, um... When it comes to country itself, if you want to talk about the genre, um, I truly, truly, truly love Sam Hunt. I do like I just as as like a, a an artist, um, whether you like his music or not is up to you. But I just yeah. appreciate him as an artist what he's done. But I mean, I also love Cody Johnson, like yeah. from Texas. I mean, like I I can really I can really expand myself when it comes to that. But I also like a lot of '90s rock. I love Nirvana. I was raised yeah. in Nirvana. Love the Chili Peppers. Um, huge. Huge, huge Eminem guy. Okay, like huge Eminem. So guy. lyrically, you're, all those all those names that you that you just mentioned right there, all those acts, very lyrical. Whether it's Kojo writing a, a Texas Red Dirt song, or it's Drake really getting yeah. in, really getting into feelings of dark, or it's Eminem Slim Shady goofing yes. off, but then getting serious at the same time, and then Sam Hunt lyrical too. So lyrics for you, those got to be important. Huh? Yeah, I think I think it's a constant. It's like it's like a, a constant lyrical and melody battle. I think that um, every song needs to have that balance. Yeah. I I just I just like he, I like being able to interpret what people are saying. So okay. like I feel like I know who Drake is by listening to him. Like he's he's the dude. He's yeah. the guy. You see, I feel like I would, if I saw Drake somewhere, I feel like I would already know who he is just by listening to his music so much. I don't want to listen to somebody that I feel is unauthentic to their music. Where I feel like yeah, you sing this, but I really don't like. I still don't know what you're about yeah. necessarily. Almost, and it's not even like you telling your story. It's almost personality wise. Eminem's a perfect example where you can kind of tell his personality. Like he's quirky, he's a little zany, he's he kind of is out there. Yeah. But and you can interpret like who you know, like you're not gonna step up to this guy if you see him out. No. Like, like I'm not gonna ask you for an autograph or a picture if I see you out because I yeah. dude, you might smoke me. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now that you like bulked up and all. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude. Yeah, no, that's he a, disappeared yeah. for a while and was still like kind of like the scrawny little white yeah. dude, and like all of a sudden you see him back and you're like Good night. Like, yeah. You, oh yeah. Did yeah. you go live in the gym for a little bit there, bud? Like, yeah. No, he's he's one of the guys. But I, then again, I, I love uh, I love John Mayer, Eric Clapton. Um, Eric Clapton is my favorite guitar player. But I, I say John Mayer and Eric Clapton are my favorite guitar players of all time. Um, like sonically, they both have the. Uh, whenever people talk about just guitar players themselves, I know Boudreaux, you love guitars. So whenever people talk about guitar players. I look at it like almost as like a spectrum where you got to think you got to have phonetically, you got to be good. Sonically, you got to be good. Melodically, like you got to be good. So your sounds got to be good. You got to be able to play technically well. And then you got to be able to be creative. Eric Clapton and John Mayer are the two guys, and they also both play acoustic extremely well. So they're not, yeah. they're not just um, like a one trick pony. They both play acoustic extremely well. So you like for Eric Clapton, you got Tears in Heaven where he plays acoustic 
phenomenal. It's like, how do you come up with that? Then like Neon by John Mayer on acoustic is it's like, dude, that you're a different animal. Yeah, one of my uh, one of my favorite guys growing up was always BB King. Oh hell yeah, like, hell yeah! And both those guys, both yeah. Eric Clapton and John Mayer, loved BB King. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, for me, like growing up, like that's like that. I mean, I grew up in bluegrass, but like once I started playing electric and like learning that side of stuff, like BB King kind of for me, like just like being able to make people feel like what you're feeling through guitar without saying a word. Yeah, like you know, just being able to possess that power to like play like simple stuff like he would and just people go yeah i know i know what you're feeling yeah right exactly now. yeah like just being able to like almost like interpret what somebody's playing because i mean i can play guitar and i can play guitar but you're not gonna cry whenever i play guitar yeah <laughs> yeah no that that's freaking awesome dude now you got the song that's out right now you said it's a little, little on, oh little yeah on no side. yeah so we got yeah we got texas out that's and that has been out for over a year now, and that was kind of just testing the waters. Yeah, and um, we we really love that song. Um, I personally love that song, and but for the past year, I've like I was saying earlier with my my best friend, we've been writing, and we we have like seven masters now that are ready to go, and we're just waiting right now. We're it's going to be in July. It's probably going to be um second week of July. So I think that's like the fifteenth. That we're releasing, don't wake me up. Congratulations! Yeah, That's appreciate awesome. you. Yeah, we're gonna be officially releasing the music, um, the the first single, and then after that, we're we're literally just gonna ride the wave, and we're gonna be playing shows. I just got bus call, um, working on whiskey jam, and just kind of like wanting to travel. I'm gonna go down to Houston and play some shows down there, but really the pushing the movement itself of like this is Brent Michael. This, yeah. this we're ready to go. Let, let's start making it happen. Getting on somebody's tour, and whether it's my big or small, but just traveling and you know, like um growing the fan base. Yeah. So Texas, obviously that that's the song about about a girl and about Texas. This yeah, next yeah. single coming up, what's what what went into that one? Um I actually wrote this a while back. You know, I I released it on SoundCloud and, and it did really, really well for me, like on SoundCloud. And but it was like a super small production. Like yeah. it, it wasn't anything special. But the song itself was uh it was very lyrical and it was it's just kind of like rappy but it's still a country vibe and it had a great response and i still had i had people like for for years now asking like when you're gonna put that out when you're gonna put that out when you're gonna put that out and i decided whenever i was getting these songs done um and my buddy who produces me was was saying like this is a hit like if i did this i could do it and make it a hit so i said all right like i believe in you i believe in this song so we did this and this is probably like three years old Wow, and so we we decided this should be the lead off because okay. the people that are are already um, supporters are in my fan base. They know this song, yeah. So it's almost like a tribute to them first before anybody else comes on board of like what we're been doing. Waiting for this, let's give yeah. it to you. So, let's so it's take like, care it's like we're gonna get. I'm gonna give y'all this because y'all have been here. Yeah, and I love this song as well. But it's kind of like the kickoff, you know. This is the and anybody else that comes on board afterwards, like you're, y'all will be exposed to the new stuff, just like my old fan base is as well. So I don't want to release something and have it be uh, new and then have people listen to my music and then all of a sudden I release this old song. I want the old song that has not really been exposed to be the first song. Okay. That's awesome, man. Yeah. 
That's cool. Congratulations on oh, that. That's some it, exciting stuff. And you said Whiskey Jam and Bus Call. That's <clears throat> yeah. that's huge to to be setting stuff up. And can't wait to see you playing out live more, dude. Now you uh, saw me. Well, yeah. playing out live more. <clears throat> yeah, playing I was out live say, more. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, said yeah. like on the regular, like where I where I can go down the midtown yeah. and or go go out somewhere, and I and I happen to bump in and walk into a room and and see you light it up on stage, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited for yeah. you and excited to see where, where this you, ride goes and stuff. Now, where can people go on to find you on the socials? Yeah, no, on any socials, you just type in Brent Michael, B-R-E-N-T-M-I-C-H-A-L. You got a pretty good Instagram following, I got to say. You're, you're growing on that. Yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm doing my best uh, to just kind of be – that's my biggest thing is that anybody that – Anybody that follows me, you're gonna get me. Yeah, you're gonna get the real it's the me. The way it should be. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything. I'm not gonna be cookie cutter about it. Like right now, I'm just pumped out a 32 ounce Miller Lite. Like, Which, by the way, that's <laughs> impressive that you found a 32 ounce can of Miller yeah, Lite. Yeah, no, well, I found a Miller Lite highlight. Gas station buy. Uh, yeah, no, it, no, it's, it's by it's Charlotte Pike, so it's uh, it's it's on uh, it's closest to that Target and that Dick Sporting Goods. Okay, you know, it's, it's like a BP right there or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah, but I'm just myself, man. Like I'm just an easy going. Like I, I want to be able to have fun, and uh, but at the same time, I take my career very seriously. Yeah. You know, I'm mature, but mature enough. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm I'm uh I'm pretty much just any anything that sounds like a good time is a good time to me. Awesome. Now you got this beautiful guitar next to you. Tell us about that guitar real quick. Because uh, Tyler's a big guitar nerd. Yeah. So, so. This, this is a uh, this is my baby. This is my my Gibson. It's a 2015 um, Hummingbird Vintage. And it has this thermal curing on it. So the if you can't see it, obviously y'all can't see it. <laughs> we'll, we'll take a picture and post yeah, we'll it. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'll so, see it whenever you play. Yeah, yeah, but it it has it has a um like a, a nice like auburn cherry burst where it's very dark right on the out and it um it comes up to like a nice orange. But it's uh, it has this thermal curing done to it. This process basically to try to make it sound older whenever they did it, and it makes it extremely light. But um, it sounds amazing. <laughs> it's my baby. I play it every day. I love yeah. that, like, Gibson and Martin are really starting to do that, where they're trying to, like, be like, all right, like, these guitars were really, like, they were really the shit. You know, like, yeah, like yeah, what yeah. we're making now is, like, good, but, like, these guitars, like, the way the wood aged and all. Like, and they're trying good, to, yeah. they're trying to, like, recreate that. Um, I know one of my favorite companies is Blue Ridge. They kind of yeah. are doing the same thing. And... uh yeah, I love the sound of anything that's doing that. Uh, Martin has the ones. They have the series now that's, like, all the pre-war, so pre-Civil like War guitars. Oh, I, I didn't know that. And they, they like, dope. age Wow, them. that's really going <laughs> they back. Like, they, Holy like, God. use, like, uh, chemicals and all to, like, kind of age the wood and open it up like yeah. some of the pre-war Martins okay. have aged over that time. They're expensive. They're like tens of thousands. Oh, I bet. I but bet. But like, man, it's a I got, guitar right I got to play one, and <laughs> I played the hundred thousand dollar Martin before. Have you? Yeah, the one that has like all like the, the D one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in Indiana, and like this dude was like, "Yeah, I got a Martin in here. You want to play it?" And I was like, "Yeah." And so like, I got start playing. I was like, "Yeah, oh, this is a really pretty guitar." And I started playing it. I'm like, how much is this one running? He goes, "I think after tax and all, it was like." a hundred and seven thousand dollars and i was like <laughs> what all right like, what are you insuring me right now <laughs> honestly though like just being real like the Probably way wasn't it wasn't as good as the as way it played like at the time like my 600 alvarez played just as well as that guitar like it was all the pearl i, I and think all it's like yeah the, the bells and whistles yeah, yeah, yeah it's all the bells and whistle yeah no absolutely so what song would you like to play for us today because we always end um, this thing with a little ditty of you guys playing. I'll play, um, 
Let me, I'll play Don't Wake Me Up. It's, it's going to be the, the okay. first single. The yeah. new single. And do you, do, you have a, do you have an exact date? Right now, is we don't have an exact date, but it will definitely be July. So, okay. Yeah, awesome. So. It'll be out this month. Yeah, this month. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, while Brent's getting that guitar ready, Brent, thank you so much. Dude, Appreciate you, brother. This was awesome because we got to talk about sports. And I got <laughs> heated about the Yankees and the Astros, and we talked SEC football, and we talked all kinds of cool stuff. So thank you for hanging, Absolutely, man. Take brother. time out of your busy schedule. Oh, hell yeah. We just knocked. <laughs> Tyler, yeah, we did just have some knocks. Tyler, uh, episode 18. I believe that's right. Episode 18, I believe that's right. Uh, but guys, thank you for listening as always. Make sure you follow Brent along at Brent Michael. Look him up on all the socials. Get ready for that new single coming out. Let's and go, all the baby. Oh, let's do <laughs> You're it. getting me hyped. And, uh, oh, dude, that's what I do. That's what I get paid to do. Um, <laughs> and um, and make sure you follow us along too at In The Round Podcast at Just A Wandering Tyler at Coda Rocks. Thank you for taking the photos, the Coda videos. Coda was a C like your... Uh... You're going back to play something in a piece of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got Coda with a C. Um, and uh, thank you for doing it, the pictures and videos. Uh, and hey, how's that hand holding up? Yeah, Coda? oh, we won't even talk about that. We'll, we'll leave that one out there. But uh, shout out to Coda for getting out of bed this morning and uh, coming. And uh, yeah, it's a miracle care. to get Coda out. Yeah, of bed. It, it, is, it is a pain in the ass to get the Coda especially with up. his hand and like all that kind of stuff right but, now. But what I'm looking forward to starting not this next. This episode, we were recording at Dave and Jake's. Shout out to Dave Hangley and Jake Arch for letting us use their living room. But coming up in the next couple of weeks, we will have our own studio in our own damn house. Tyler's going to be there. Coda's going to be there. We have some other buddies living with us, and we're going to be able to do it at our own place. We're going to be bringing the live sessions back. we got a lot of cool things coming. We'll have Cooper, which will be the biggest thing. We'll have a dog there. Uh, sometimes we may or may not. We won't even get into that part. Might bring um, the Huskies over. You, you, we got a big backyard, so whatever you want to do. But uh, we're going to have our own studio, and uh, we're also going to be doing bringing back a lot of the live video features on the socials and getting back to what we had said we were going to do way back in episode one, Cigars and Guitars. The website's coming along. Shout out to Brandon for that. But now, without further ado... The new single coming in mm -hmm. July. What was it called? He said, don't wake me up. Don't wake me up. Yes, don't sir. wake me up. Here's Brent Michael. Y'all have been listening to the In The Round podcast. Have a great day. Pounding in my chest, pumping like it ain't before The star player, the heart taker is at my door Moving her body a little closer to me Supposedly I'm supposed to believe that she's mine Throwing her head back, playing her games One strand of hair in front of her face I brush it back, my fingers on her neck Just want this thing to last, don't wake me up I must be dreaming, I can't believe that I've got you If this ain't love I don't know what is under my skin, just like a tattoo. I'm falling, falling free, falling steady. Backseat love parked out to some petty. Don't pinch me, cause I must be sleeping. Yeah, don't wake me up. Uh, 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 uh. Don't wake me up. Than the rest, better than my wildest dreams. Being with you has got me questioning reality. Sleepwalking and talking around your apartment. I keep staring at you and you're telling me to stop. It got my eyes on your body and they ain't gonna leave it. Looking like you're keeping Victoria's secret. I keep waiting on my alarm, cause there ain't no way I pulled 
this off, don't wake me up I must be dreaming, I can't believe that I've got you If this ain't love, I don't know what is under my skin Just like that tattoo I'm falling, falling free, falling steady Backseat love parked down to some petty Don't pinch me cause I must be sleeping yeah. Don't wake me up, uh, 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 uh Don't wake me up, uh, 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 uh Well I guess I just have to keep hitting the snooze no way the real world has got a girl like you Don't wake me up, I must be dreaming I can't believe that I've got you If this ain't love, I don't know what is You're under my skin, you're under my skin Don't wake me up, I must be dreaming I can't believe that I've got you If this ain't love, I don't know what is Under my skin, just like that tattoo I'm falling, falling free, falling steady Backseat love parked out to some petty Don't pinch me cause I must be sleeping yeah. Don't wake me up, up, 